Damn it, Nick. I love being on here with you guys, Nick and Joe. I really appreciate it. Literally too long didn't read. TLDR, you guys are awesome. Oh, hello, Nicholas. Hello. Nick. I didn't see you there. How you doing? I'm splendid. How are you? Uh, it's fucking allergy season, so I'm going to do my absolute best not to fucking Bill Belichick the shit out of today's no. today's <laughs> big time issue. Holy smoke, six months in the making for this one. Can you fucking mm. believe it? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all ages, Geeks Worldwide Radio, Dork Shared Universe proudly presents to you the greatest, and I mean the greatest. Don't you ever fucking forget it. The greatest podcasting team in the world. He's the Fry Guy, Nick Fryer. I'm the friendly neighborhood backcracker, Dr. Joe. Together we are the TLDR Comic Book Club, baby. Nicholas, how you doing? I am splendid. I, don't forget that we're the greatest team, but you might forget our names. As long as you know the show name, that's really all that yeah. fucking matters, right? Our names are, are inconsequential. Yes, they are. Uh, but what is not inconsequential is any Friar side chat that we have. And we had one last weekend. We told you, or last week, we told you guys about it a little bit. I don't know if we said who it was with because we hadn't recorded it at the time, Joe. And of course, mm-hmm. we don't like to jinx things on this podcast, but we had Ryan Pear on the show. And if you're watching our stream right now, you can see Joe's rocking his Rogue Sun shirt, which he got on the uh, Black Market Narrative website. Awesome stuff. Had a great time talking with Ryan. We talked about his huge Clippers fandom and how he's had, it's been a rough existence for him in that regard. Rough. More importantly, we talked about Rogue Sun. We talked about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers TMNT. And what, what I love too, Joe, when we get into these conversations, you know, like with Rodney and Jason, it was like, I mean, it was just freaking hilarious the whole time. Rodney was hosting Jason. But then with uh, with Ryan, where there are times where we talk to some of the creators and we, yeah, we talk about their books and we get some creative insight, which I eat, absolutely eat up. But when we start talking to them, it's like, we're just talking to you or me. Like we're getting, right. we're getting that insight of like how, like, they love these characters that they're working with just as much as we have for just as long as we have, if not even longer. So I had an absolute blast talking with Ryan. We always have a good time talking with him. Yeah, we sure did. That was it was a lot of fun. And it was just uh as 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 these chats have become, it's just uh it feels like uh you know, it's Jim Nance would say, Hello, friends. You know, just just <laughs> yeah. just a bunch of friends, you know, just chit chat and talk and having a good time. So uh definitely go and check those out. Uh both those recent chats and we may have some more uh you know uh, cooking. So yes. uh, keep them peepers pop, baby. And that is why you have to subscribe to one of our audio channels. Make sure you subscribe subscribe, leave a rating and review. Five stars if it's Apple, uh higher if you if it's elsewhere, because I don't know. Just make sure it's the highest one, otherwise you're gonna learn the real meaning of backracker and leave a review too. It's 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 really helpful when people are scanning podcasts. There's a lot of comic book podcasts out there so we value you guys choosing us uh, along the others that you listen to maybe above all the others either way but we really appreciate the support and leaving a rating review is a big way you can do that and joe after all that i do have one question for you shoot who's jim nance and who's tony romo of the two of us oh well uh i would unfortunately i'd be romo because i fucking (laughs) hem and hod stammer a lot like a fucking dipshit Well, that means you're the better looking one of us. So that's really all that matters at the end of the day. Um, but yes, as Joe alluded to earlier, six months in the making, six months ago was the, I couldn't believe it when you said, I'm like, Joe's math has got to be off here. But nope, it was absolutely fucking not. It has been six months since we did a trade of a mainline episode. So for those who are maybe new to the show, maybe joined us in the past six months and are wondering what the fuck is a trade? What does it matter for, for the sake of our show? Obviously, you know what it means in the world of comics. But for our show... That happens every 10 issues and every 10 mainline issues. 
And what that is, we'll do a regular review like we do normally, and we'll talk about a, a collected edition. Joe and I each have one prepared for everybody. But also, this show is to tell people about books that maybe they skipped over at some point. And obviously, Joe, any book Joe talks about, I haven't read. Maybe sometimes I haven't been allowed to read, and vice versa. So we both want to go back and check on some of the books that the other guy has recommended and then report back. So Joe and I do that during our trade issues. So that'll happen after we've both talked about the new books that we want to talk about part of the main line. And we'll do a quick reflection on those two books. But first, Joe, we'll, let's, as we get going and moving out of all this uh, promotional stuff, let's get to catching up. What have you been reading since we last talked? Uh, so just a couple of books. Uh caught up on saga issue 64 this felt more like a typical saga book than the past few issues have been because we got some really sort of like one of the things that makes saga great is the um just the bizarre weirdo fucked up characters that you get and Mm -hmm. so we got we got a little bit more of that uh in this issue uh tmnt usagi ojimbo issue two excellent um and then uh X-Men issue 21, uh, so all caught up on X-Men. Nice. I am also all caught up on another Marvel book. Uh, well, Ghost Rider, of course, issue 14 came out last week. Didn't read that ahead of the show, but read it right after pretty much. And then Daredevil issues 10 and 11. God, this series is so good. It's fucking epic. I mean, where where Chip has taken Matt in all this is absolutely mind-blowing, and it's must-read stuff. If you like the Daredevil show, I mean, like just like Daredevil in general. Like I, I think if you... Most people, if they if they like Daredevil, they've been reading Chip stuff. But if yeah. you like the show and maybe, hey, I've never read Daredevil comics. You know, Joe talked about the first run for Chip on Daredevil. And he hasn't he never left Daredevil, but there was Devil's Reign. And he's kind of doing his send-off now. So all of it's must-read stuff. But definitely go back and read the original stuff. That's great as well. I can attest to that too. Um, also, Nemesis Reloaded, issue five, which is the final issue. And there's... Some crazy shit going on with Mark Millar right now. I'll tell you, Joe's reading. Uh, is it Night Fever? Is that right, Joe? Uh, that, yeah, I believe that, that. That might be a different book. I might be thinking of a Brubaker book. But either way, you're there's no, a, no, no, no. It's uh, Night. Um, I'm I'm an old, but Night something by Mark Millar, which it's is the vampire Ampat- one. Yeah, and ambassadors. Uh, yeah, yeah, and ambassadors. Yes. So there's if if you read Nemesis Reloaded, I talked about Nemesis on here, but Nemesis Reloaded was great. I would say. Uh, I don't know if it's a better or I'd say maybe a little bit better than the original, but it's like right on the same level. It might be recency bias there. I don't know, but there's a whole lot going on with Mark Millar coming up soon. I don't want to say it, but that, that it, I know it's been out, but it's, I don't want to spoil anything. And then I also of course read saga 64, um, which came out last week, but let's get into what's new, Joe. That is what the people are here for among other things. Uh, kick us off with Marvel, please. All right, so the 50 books from Marvel that came out this week, or it's coming out this week, I should say, or it came out, depending on when you're listening to this. If you're listening, if you're watching this, that's coming out tomorrow. If you're listening to us, coming out today. There we go. Not the Mm. timestamp things. Mm. Um, So speaking of X-Men, X-Men 22, which I have read and caught up. And this is this is some of the best X-Men that's that's, again, been since, uh, you know, uh, House of X powers of 10. Right. So I'm really enjoying, you know, this current arc uh, in storytelling uh, of X-Men right now. Uh, We have Venom uh, issue 19, Hulk annual issue one, uh, X-Force issue 40, uh, Fantastic Four issue seven, She-Hulk issue 13, Miles Morales Spider-Man issue six, 
Avengers issue one, which I wanted to get to. I just ran out of time today, but I, I look, I, I definitely want to give that a read. Uh, Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty, issue 12. Star Wars Bounty Hunters, issue 34. Red Goblin, issue four. That's written by a friend of the show, Alex Pacnadel. Uh, Predator, issue three. Uh, Spider-Man 2099, Dark Genesis, issue three. Bloodline, Daughter of Blade, issue four. Danny Ketch, Ghost Rider issue one, another one I meant to get to, uh, but didn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, you read it yourself and let me know what you think, but I'm uh, pretty sure you'll feel the same way as me. Okay. Not Benjamin uh, Percy writing it. Wish he was. Yeah. Uh, and then Planet of the Apes issue two, but there's a book, Nicholas, that you would like to discuss. Yes, sir. Guardians of the Galaxy issue two. And uh, the before I get into any of the contents of it, Marco Cicchetto, of course, the Daredevil artist, among other things, very impressive artwork. He's the cover artist. And when this series got announced, I believe this was the cover that was rolled out as part of the promotions. And uh, whew, it, so it's Gamora with this big ass sword on the on the, co the cover. I don't know if there's uh, variants, but the, the main cover. I love it when the main cover is the absolute best cover. Don't be wrong. I like picking up a variant once in a while. That's cool. In addition, maybe. Maybe, or even separately, but like when the main cover is the one that absolutely slaps, I'm here for it. And that is the case with the second issue. Um, but by and large with this one, we're getting a little bit of Nebula, a little bit of Gamora working together. Then we have Mantis and Quill. The whole thing with Groot is the bit, he's the big bad in all this no, in a weird way. So it's, I'm really having fun with this through the first two issues and this guardians group too. It's like, they've been around a while. They're not old. But they've been around a while and they're a little bit weathered. So I think it's um, interesting seeing them in the places that they're taking so far. And uh, it seems like they're kind of teetering on like, we're still good guys. But also at the same time, like, you know, in this issue specifically, there's like some maybe some bad guy stuff that kind of comes up. That's like where they're tempted. So um, I'm enjoying this through the first two issues of this. Nice. Yes, nice. it, it is indeed. Uh, apparently, what's nice this week, too, is DC, because Joe's got a couple books he wants to talk about from there. But first, The Flash, $7.99, Batman, Superman, World's Finest, issue 15, Wonder Woman, $7.99. So some, some uh, important issues coming out from Wonder Woman and The Flash fairly soon. Uh, Superman, issue 4, which Joe is reading, Catwoman, issue 55, Batgirls, 18, Superboy, Man of Tomorrow, issue 2. I'd said it on the first issue. It fell flat for me, had no real interest in going back to the second issue. And the bigger part was the art didn't do it for me as much. Batman, Brave and the Bold, issue one. Black Adam, issue 11. Cyborg, issue one. Dawn of DC Primer, issue one. This may be one, Joe and I didn't take a look at it yet, but this may be one that's worth uh, you know checking a couple pages just to see if this is something that can help you if you haven't read some of the event stuff leading up to it. So Joe and I do need to check back on that maybe for next week. Um, but then, Joe, you have two other number ones that you want to talk about. Yeah, so we'll start with um, we'll start with Titans issue one, written by Tom Taylor. So if you've been reading Nightwing, um, you know that this series has been coming out. You know Nightwing's you know getting getting the band back together. He's been mm -hmm. you know sort of put in charge, you know, of the Titans, and it's Tom Taylor, right? So you know right off the bat, he's you know, been writing these characters now, you know, over the past several months, you know, uh, within the Nightwing book. So he's, we know he's got a great grasp of Nightwing and he's got a really good grasp or a really tremendous grasp, I should say, of the Titans in general. So, you know, part of it is sort of setting it up, sort of doing a little bit of recruiting, kind of trying to, you know, you know, uh, establish his team. But there's something that happens with the Flash right right from the first pages in this issue. And it sort of sets everything up. And the way that it ends 
and where it looks like this, you know, at least its first arc is going. Um, it's it looks fucking excellent. It was fucking excellent, and you know, and it's it's you know done in, in typical you know Tom Taylor you know fashion. The storytelling is layered. Uh, the characters, uh, you know, like I said, he's got a great grasp of the characters. So it all the pacing of it is great. Uh, how the story kicks off, how the issue ends, you know, boom, hooks, it's got you. I like, I, I want the next issue now. Um, it was just excellent. So if if you're a fan of the Titans in general, if you're a fan of Tom Taylor, if you're a fan of Nightwing, this is a, an absolute no-brainer to read. Nice. I mean, for me, I, I think I'm going to give it a look, even though Titans generally I'm not like it doesn't move the needle as much for me. I do like Nightwing. I do like Starfire. And actually, I like Raven, too. I guess I'm just not huge on Cyborg and Beast Boy necessarily. But I guess as a team, too, it's just, you know, again, we've talked in the past about like you know, goody goody with Superman. That is how I kind of feel about the Titans, maybe outside of, of Raven. But but I'm interested after seeing what Taylor did in the pages of Nightwing with this team. Well, what I'll, what I'll tell you is sort of, you know, what, you, like I said, you have what happens with, with Flash in the beginning, and then you don't really see, you know, that again till the end. So it's sort of everything in between the story that's being told and how it's, it's setting things up. What Taylor does really well is he's using the Titans in very specific ways, right? Like it really is a great, you know, team effort. So, you know, each you know, each individual really fucking knows their role and he writes them really well. Like, so you, you, you get a, you get a good little dose of cyborg and, but it doesn't feel like, you know, uh, just an OP character doing OP things. Right. Again, I, I wouldn't say I'm the biggest beast boy fan, you know, but you know what you get of him in this book, like it all fits. It all makes sense. He's just, when, when, when a writer has an under, has a great grasp of the characters and understands the characters, uh, he's able to write them and put them in positions that that pull you in, right? Mm -hmm. And that's ex exactly what he does here. Nice. And 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 again, like we we when we read that, I don't know if it was the last issue of Nightwing or the one before, but that alone was enough from like a enough of a uh, taste for me to be like, wow, like I could see myself reading a Tom Taylor Titans book because he's just yeah. like he knows how to have fun with some of these characters. So I was yeah. I was impressed. But that's not the only DC book that you wanted to talk about this week if i'm not mistaken no the other uh dc book that i um i chose to, to read this week was uh the vigil uh written mm. by rom v this okay. looks cool yeah so this was a really this was a really great premise and it was you know i think you know we've talked about this before you know i enjoy rom v um, a ton but i find that like some of his books it really can be hit or miss mm. you know like i i absolutely loved uh you know layla star you know, and that right. was, you know, a very meta, you know, out there book. Um, but I loved it. Um, but I didn't necessarily love his run on the Hulk. Right. And that's I mean, not the Hulk um, uh, Swamp Thing. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, there was another book that really didn't. I, I can't remember what it was. Um, but you and I both try to read uh, radio. Um, anyways. Oh, but yeah. Like, radio. Oh, radio apocalypse. Right. Yes. Right. So like it's it's real hit or miss. It's more hit for me. But anyways. So but I see Ron V's name. I'm always going to give it a give it a go. Give it a read. And so I really enjoyed the premise, uh, you know, where he's taken. It It took a little bit to kind of get into it, uh, but he's created some really cool characters and with some really cool powers. And, uh, you know, I'm very interest, interested and intrigued on where this story is going. I don't know how many issues, uh, if it's going to be, uh, uh, 
I hate saying this. I'm just going to say a mini series or I hate saying maxi series, but like, I don't know, or if it's going right. to be ongoing, but um, very, very uh, intrigued by this. The premise was great. The characters, uh, you know, were very interesting. It's new, right? That's the thing. Like we're not used to new characters in when it comes to Marvel and DC. Right. Right. It's Unless they're of, interested in the, the course of a story, like a Batman story or someone like that or one. Right. So this, I enjoyed this very much. I think I think you'll dig it too if you give it a shot. So uh, okay. the vigil um, issue one uh, from DC, I thought was excellent. Okay, I'm definitely going to give this one a look. Then, unless you want dips, you're not. No, no, not, no, no, okay. no, no. Yeah. All right, good. Okay, nice. Um, cool. All right, so then that brings us over to Image next. Then. All right, so from Image this week we have Gunslinger Spawn twenty. Man, the last several issues of Gunslinger Spawn have been excellent yeah uh, cool. the, the design so it's been it's been long enough the second trade of gunslinger spawn by the way is also out this week just in case people are behind that's or right yep. waiting um but i will say like there's a design change that happens with gunslinger and we talked about it we alluded to it i think last uh, last time this uh the, when gunslinger 19 came up but it's been obviously long enough it's a slight change with him but it's it's still like kind of substantial in its own right and i swear to god todd like i'll be stunned if he doesn't make a, an action figure out of it, like a new one and i'm like I, I might have to buy it like it's a small change but it looks fucking cool was it uh, uh the bandana yeah, like how he he took yeah, his yeah, yeah, Julio, yeah. and now it's the yeah, it's a bandana. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck, I forgot. I forgot we had talked about it, and it, it it's real prominent in this issue. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent issue. Okay. Um, Little Monsters, uh, thirteen, the final issue of Little Monsters, written by Jeff oh. Lemire. Um, yeah, this is one that I'll be talking about on the show soon. This was, um, I I really enjoyed the story. You know, it's it's done in typical jeff lemire fashion it didn't make me cry like oh. most lemire books do but wow. uh you know there was uh you know there was a great emotional weight um you know throughout this entire series and and really i think ended um you know on, on a perfect note nice. um we have ice cream man issue 35 the last barbarians issue four hexware issue six immortal sergeant issue five uh the giant cockju issue two <laughs> That'll never make me giggle. Never not make me giggle, I should say. And then lastly, uh, we have a book you want to talk about, Nicholas. Damn straight. No one issue three. Um, look, I'm going to talk about this, show at le- this book at length on the show at some point down the line. So I don't need to get too much into the details. And obviously, this is a, like a crime book. So you don't want to like, I don't want to spoil things for people. But again, if you're not reading this already, do it. Joe should be the only person on the planet who is not reading no one at this juncture. That's how strongly I feel about this. I, I said I loved the first issue. I felt really good about the second issue too. I really liked it a lot. I felt like it was on the same level, um, which is great because again, I had such high expectations for the second one after reading the first one. The third one, I was expecting more of the same, even better. This so th- third issue is the best issue to this point. Um, the stuff that happens with no one specifically in this is really cool because we get to see a little bit more of him, and I absolutely love this character. Now I believe there's two episodes of the podcast out that accompanies this as well. Have you listened to both of those yet? Two that accompany episode, accompany the third issue, or you mean? Well, the, just a series. Oh, no one. Yes. No, I, ha- I have been listening to it and I, I highly recommend it because the first one, there was like a lot of, so the first issue in general, you can read no one and not listen to the podcast and you are still going to be fine. There's no, there's no doubt about that. And that, like Kyle wouldn't be doing his job if that wasn't the case, if he wasn't doing that. That said, the, your, your experience is going to be enhanced 
dramatically if you listen to the podcast on top of reading the series because there's definitely some information that you some information that might be maybe a little bit of rehash maybe a little bit but it's definitely filling some gaps that help you just understand the characters more and as much as we're just focusing on you know the city of pittsburgh it's world building and it's just it's so well done and it's so like the the podcast sounds great it you have like actors who are doing it like Patton oswalt is in on it um and it's very like all of it's it's like clean, just like in terms of how quickly it moves. There's no fat on those things. It's like the first one was I think thirty something minutes. Second one was twenty something minutes. And it's like I, I really could do with more. Honestly, that, nice. that's how I feel after listening to that. So some some great stuff here. Um, and 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 I you know I'm excited about how involved no one was in this issue because he wasn't as much in the first two. But there's some other cool stuff. Some like new players kind of getting thrown in the mix and some. There's a lot of chaos, um, but the larger story is getting moved forward. So no one is absolutely a book that everyone should be reading. Love that. Absolutely love that. Awesome. All right. Uh, then we move over to Boom. You have two books that you're reading, but not ones you want to dig into necessarily. House of Slaughter, issue 15, and Mosley, issue 4, which is a TLDR-worthy book. Oh, 100%. Nice. I am, uh, I'll tell you what. I heard about it after you had after the first issue had came out. I, could just, like, I, I heard like an interview about it. And then I was like, ah, shit. Like, yeah. that's a book I should be friggin' reading. I should have stole that one from Joe. And this issue was a mind fuck, too. It's, it's been excellent, but this issue was a real mind fuck. So, um, yeah, it said to be continued, not to be concluded. So, I think we're getting a little bit more than I thought. So, uh, oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So, that's a book that's going to, you'll, you'll be talking about soon then, too, since the first arc's done. Uh, let's see. The Seasons Have Teeth issue two. You haven't checked this out yet, right? I have not. All right. So whoever gets there first gets gets a uh, gets their first crack at dibs. Um, the Vampire Slayer issue fourteen, and then we got Mighty Morphin Power Rangers issue one hundred eight. Misty Flores, friend of the show, is writing it, of course, uh, and the illustrator is Marco Reyna with colors by Francesco Segala and uh, some assistance by Gloria Martinelli. Now, at the end of one hundred seven, there was a little bit of a cliffhanger, as, as one would expect um, with monthly stuff, but we get so much more like that. I was not ready for not expecting. And uh, like when we talked to Ryan, right. I talked to him about what he did with Zed when he was writing mighty Morphin and power Rangers. Those were two separate titles at the time that Ryan was writing those. He did so much for the character of Zed in the, in the, in the course of his uh, time, his run there. And I was blown away by what he did with characters that like, I care about, but I don't necessarily need more to do with that character in terms of, you know, backstory and everything. And then we have Misty here. Who's done a lot with uh, Rita Repulsa. Who's now mistress, mistress vile. And there's another player that's been in the mix too, that we don't know a whole lot about, but has a cool look. Don't know what's going on. And then we just get a fucking hammer dropped on us this issue and find out who the fuck that is. And it's like, well, Okay, and it's like it does a lot for a, a, a specific character who's important in, in the Power Ranger universe. So I was I was blown away by that. Um, she's been doing a great job with this series in general, but this was an issue that just left me like, and, and it's like it's in the first couple pages. You're you're just like, well, <laughs> alrighty then. So love that, love yeah, that. yeah. That's how that. So Mighty Morphin Power Rangers issue one hundred eight. Uh, she took over. After issue 100, so I guess it was 101, but I think as much as she was involved, but that was like a big event. So definitely uh, not too much where you can't catch up on uh, on her arc of, uh, of Power Rangers. Awesome. Awesome. So from um, I'm going to read a, a couple of these off here real quick. 
Uh, so from Titan, we have Moriarty Clockwork Empire issue four, which I've been reading and enjoying. That's been excellent. Uh, Cayman Rider zero, uh, one issue four. Um, and then we have nouns, uh, noun town issue one, uh, from dynamite. We have Disney villains, uh, Maleficent issue one and red Sonia pearls before swine issue one, uh, from vault. We have end after end, um, issue seven. Um, from Skybound, we have Walking Dead Deluxe issue 63, Dark Ride issue 6, and then um, Arcade Kings issue 1. You read it. I looked at it, opened up the first page and said, nope, not for me. Yeah, and I think that's the best way to describe it. It's not for mm-hmm. us. I think it's for a younger audience. I think that like the art style, even like I know that was a turnoff for you, but I think like for younger readers, they might appreciate that yeah. a little bit more. And the story is like... It's like it's fine. It's like it's just I think it's for younger readers. That, that's yeah. all. So, um, and then from IDW we have uh, Sonic the Hedgehog sixty, which uh, I believe your uh, nephew has been reading. Yes, sir. Yep. He uh, said, "Actually, st- you'll appreciate this show." So I asked him, like, "How do you?" I was when I saw him recently. I was like, "How do you? How are you liking?" I was like, "Cause you, I know he's reading them, but like, do you want more? Because I'll get you more for like birthdays and and you know Christmas and all this kind of stuff." And he was like, "Yeah, my like what my only issue is like I wish they were longer." And I was like. I'm so there happy. we go. I'll that's buy awesome. it. I mean, I said that's that is something I think that your aunt and I can fix. I'll just. I, I'm pretty sure that there's got to be some Sonic trades and shit that you can go buy. And... Well, I get them trades. He said the trades are too short. Oh Jesus, that's yeah, awesome. I'm gonna that's have to awesome. buy them two at a time. I'm coming for Uncle of the Year. Coming for that title. Yeah, yeah. Until you until you buy him Red Hood, I think you've got a long way to go. I'll tell you what, <laughs> Uncle of the Year would make sure that his nephew goes and meets Princess Peach and Princess Daisy. When they're around, you know, when it, but that's just me. I, I'm not going to put the kid on the spot. <laughs> being being a preteen is awkward enough. Um, Earth Divers issue seven. Uh, we have Star Trek Echoes issue one. And then I just want to make a quick note on this. Dark Spaces, Good Deeds issue one. So I haven't read this, uh, but wanted to mention it because uh, Dark Spaces is sort of a series. Now, this book is not written by Scott Snyder, but Dark Spaces it's not quite an imprint, but it's sort of like um, it's a, a series of books. So I uh, I had read Dark Spaces Wildfire. That was written by Scott Snyder. Right. That was sort of the first Dark Spaces story. And now we have Dark Spaces Good Deeds. So um, this is something I'm going to check out uh, because I, I love that Scott's involved with this, you know, whether he's sort of just overseeing it and sort of you know maybe not quite editing but sort of just sort of you know um you know kind of you know um just kind of keeping it together i don't know his exact role yeah yeah you know but i I love that idea you know we've seen him doing his work over with dark horse and comiXology and and he's doing something a little bit different but also a little similar at the same time uh with idw um so I, i think that's great so i'll be checking that out uh, but to 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 round what's new out, Nicholas mm-hmm. from AWA Studios, Who? we have Red Zone issue three. Damn, you think? we do. Colin Bunn, Mike Diodato Jr., and Lee Loveridge. What did I think? Holy shit! The action in this thing is absolutely insane. I just never get over how like distinct. Like obviously we appreciate distinct art and everything like that when people have like this their own take and whatnot. Uh, but God, Mike's is just it's it's seriously it's like we're watching a movie every time. It's wild. Yeah, there's something about his action sequences. It's very cinematic in its feel, 
And <laughs> so what, what, one of the things I love about red zone, right. Is, is, you know, it's, it's a spy thriller and we're sort of, you know, dealing with, you know, the main character. Um, he's, he's an aging guy. He's, he's a, he's a fucking pro- old ass professor at this point, sort of on his last, his last mission here. And, you know, so there, there's, there's a, there's a hit out on him. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and what I love is, is we talked about this with, uh, with Colin who, who didn't want to get into like, uh, you know, cause Mike does this thing where he sort of like, will base the characters in the comic books off of, you know, real life people. This and, appears and, to be the case. It, it, it appears to be, it, uh, it, it, there's a striking resemblance I should yes. say. And I love that one of the the one of the the, the hitmen that's you know trying to take out um, oh uh, Randall, uh, who's our main character, is uh, is another aging uh, hit person who looks strikingly like Carol Brunette, and I don't know why, but that makes me fucking laugh my ass off uh, when I see that. Um, but this is this is just you I mean we that's who about, it was. Look at you, yeah. yeah. Right? We we talk about pacing all the time, and and Cullen has been killing it with this. And I and again, I, I talked about this before. I think with, with Absolution, in that you know Mike's art helps with that pacing because it's just like you said, it's very cinematic, so it all just flows. And this was an excellent, excellent issue. I think the next issue is the last one, correct? If I'm not mistaken. So we're we're culminating to something here, and uh, I I enjoyed every every fucking panel of this book yeah it, it's it really moves at a breakneck pace so this, this yeah. has been a lot of fun um you know and and if you haven't been reading it it'll definitely be one that's worth picking up for trade uh, for obvious reasons but like at the same time like from a we don't encourage trade waiting on this show but like this moves so fast that i could see someone just picking this up as a trade and like you know one sitting but it's like half of a sitting i would say i mean the, i mean you can, you can say you can say that pretty much with almost any AWA book, to be honest with you, like it's a it's a one sitting read. Kind yeah, of thing. I, I mean, but I mean, like it's it moves so fast. Like I could see it. Well, yeah, like half the time of your normal read. For most True, people. but like, yeah, but I, I I feel like a lot of their books are kind of like that. Um, That's fair. Which is great, you know, because yeah. they they're just they're just so well done. And, and I know you don't want to talk about likeness for the for the character who we meet at the end of this issue, but I like I'm seeing the face and I'm like. Who the fuck is this now? Like, I yeah, I, could, I couldn't, I couldn't quite put my 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 finger on it either. But uh, mm-hmm. just just seeing Carol Brunette there with the with the sniper rifle just just you know gave me yeah. the giggles. Gotta imagine she'd appreciate it. She's what she's ninety. I'm looking at right now. That's uh, Jeez. yeah. So she'd probably appreciate that. So, hey, she yeah. still got it. She still got it. At least in the pages of comics. Um, but that is it for what's new, and that brings us to. The main line, Joe, as we get as we get moving forward in our trade, what book are you talking about today? So, saving the best for last there with what's new, AWA. So, I'll be talking about this week, uh, Trojan, uh, from AWA Studios. This is a book I've been I've been dying to talk about, and uh, you know, we had back to back weeks there where we had some some fireside chats, so it got put off a little bit. But I'm very excited to discuss this book. It's written by Daniel Krauss, uh, who was also the the um, writer on the Autumnal, which is a book I've talked about on the show and uh, absolutely uh, gushed about. Um, arts, uh, arts, <laughs> the artist and colorist is uh, Marco and Lacey Lesko. 
right? Yep. So we know, you know, Marco does a lot of work with AWA, and uh, I'm assuming Lacey is his uh, his partner. Excellent, excellent art. Chariot I- and hit me from Marco Lesko, as far as I know. I don't know if there's others. Correct. Yes. Um, Goddamn good, my goodness. But the art, but the art in this book is just is just fucking tremendous. These colors uh, are nuts. Yeah, they are. And then letterer uh, Sal Cipriano. Uh, did I pronounced that correctly. You did. You got was, it. Was my, my 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 Portuguese. Good yes, there. Follow me. Yeah, yeah. De nada. Uh. <laughs> Why are you saying you welcome to me? You should be saying over to God. I don't. What know. is this? <laughs> yeah, I don't speak Spanish. Uh, hey, apparently, dick. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't what? eaten a carb in five years. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. Back that's, on track. that's Catherine Hahn, by the way. I, just, I know, right? Easy one to forget. She's blonde right? in that one, too. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> nuts. I love her so much. She was great, that movie. Proud and you, grad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Damn straight. Uh, so, synopsis. Uh, once upon a time, we lived alongside legends, creatures of myth, centaurs, fawns, gorgons, kelpies, gnomes, and more. They were spectacular, majestic, powerful, peaceful, pure. In comparison... We're ugly, weak, warmongering, rotten. It is, uh, is it uh, any wonder we could not live alongside them any longer? After driving these legends to the fridges of society, an uglier form uh, of mythos takes shape in the form of rumors of live snuff shows for dark web high rollers. Fuck. Uh, When a mysterious young woman, Nessa, enlists the help of a hacker to take a tour of the grisliest corners of the dark web, she sets in motion a war between those who peddle mankind's darkest fantasies and a world that transcends imagination. Trojan is a fantasy thriller full of wonder and horror in equal measure. Is it ever? Holy shit. Um, so with Trojan, it's four issues, you know, so typically four or five issues is what you get with AWA. And, um, if you're listening to this, the week that this episode drops, the trade paperback, um, is being released for this on May 22nd. So, uh, that's, you, you've got a week to, uh, you know, run to your you know local comic book shop and say, please, please, please. If you have any copies come in, put it on my pull list. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you can you, still you, order it and get it later, but. Yeah, you can, but you, you you want to read this. You know, you should have already read it, but you want to you want to read this. This book mm-hmm. is 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 that fucking good. So, this book is absolutely fucking bonkers. Right from the beginning, like you know, with with, with Lesko's art, you know, this is this is you know what I love about Marco Lesko, you know, uh, you know, in his colors and his art, it's it's usually like it's fairly bright. This is not a bright story, right? And even even with Hit Me, like he's able to like you know I think perfectly sort of capture uh, you know the, the the tone of the book you know with his art and he, and he did that with Hit Me and Hit Me wasn't wasn't bright either but I, I I still feel like there was pops of color here and there and we get some pops of color here in this book but when I say this book is grizzly man it is fucking grizzly and it starts right from the rip. No, not a very guess, it, but I'll tell you, I will say just on a quick note, Grizzly and Marco Lesko, I really like the sound of that because we know how he can, he, like how his colors can impact uh, violence. Yeah. And it is, this, this book is, you know, zero, you know, zero to 80, you know, in three seconds, you know, right from the beginning. And it, it really is, it's, it's this mix of fantasy, horror, 
technology and it just like i said it moves at a breakneck pace and 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 you know what what we said about red zone like it, it, you know it, it you know in awa books they just they just read fast their pacing is perfect because they've got to tell a story you know within a short window four or five issues is not a lot that's usually you know an arc and sometimes that arc carries over into multiple arcs uh, but they have to be really good, really tell tell a real tight story in in a, in a finite number of issues, and I think that's what helps sort of move you know these issues along so well. You can read them, you know, in one sitting or a half sitting, you know, if you will. And and you know, Trojan it's 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 so engrossing, uh, so involved, and so fucked up. You just you don't want to put it down. Um, so we, we I mentioned hit me right like, and so I remember when we talked with Krista Faust. Uh, and we talked with Axel. Like, there's there's moments in that book that just sort of made me squirm, especially you know, specifically sure. with the hooks, right? And 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 and, and still, I still right. Yeah. There was definitely uh, a a few couple two tree moments in this book that uh, uh, that made me squirm. You know, uh, gave gave me the gave me the heebie-jeebies. You know, um, and you know, like the dark web snuff stuff. Like, yeah. They go, they go all in, they go for it. And so this is, this is a book that, you know, it's, you know, you know, it's sort of like, it's one of these things where, again, it's sort of taking sort of like what's going on in society, you know, today, right. The division, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, that we still fucking experience, um, you know, you know, in this country, in, in our present day. Um, But it's with that, like, that use of you know you know humans versus fan like you know you know fantasy creatures like I mean we see that in X Men for Pete's yeah, sake sure. right right us you know, mutants and, and and so on and so forth mutants aren't real right uh, well they are they are real we, we see mutants all the time I mean mm-hmm. I do a podcast with you um, you think that's an insult but it's not <laughs> I won't tell the people me? what your secret power is bone claws yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I think what makes this, this this story unique is the use of technology, the you know, the the the, the backdrop of the dark web, uh, you know, and, and sort of these, you know, the this this really deplorable um world that is unfortunately real. I mean, fuck, we've seen taken, we've seen what Leon Neeson will do, right? To uh, you know, to get his 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 daughter back. So it's like it's fucked up, you know. Um but it, it's it, it was like I said, it's just like that's like the, the backdrop of this, the story. But when you meet the characters and, and you, you get into it and, and the motivations and sort of how it ends, it's like, man, this is just again, this is like such an AWA book, you know, um, it hurts. And and so like with Daniel Krause, you know, he's he has become now a writer that I see his name attached to a book. I'm going to read it right autumnal like put him on the map for me i'm sure it put him on the map for a lot of people it was a really mm-hmm. great book um he did uh year one volume zero for awa which i really loved and he was put in a difficult position there because he was sort of writing a prequel to a series that benjamin percy had already done you know two volumes for uh, at awa already and i think the greatest compliment i give him there is that it didn't skip a beat. It felt like you could read volume zero, volume one, volume two, and think it was all done by the same person. Right. Hmm. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah. That's a lot. And so he's, he's a great storyteller, uh, but he's great with characters, right? He really is. He's, you know, he, 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 he makes you 
really hate the antagonist. He makes you sympathize and empathize, you know, with uh, the protagonists and, and, and the other characters that are involved here. And so it's, it's just, it's a great mix of social commentary mixed with, you know, the disturbing side of, you know, the internet and, you know, human desire and curiosity. And again, great storytellers. They're, they're able to pull you in. There's, there's great sort of twists and turns that happen here. Um, again, AWA, you know, has found a writer who can write badass female characters. I think we see that that's a running a running thing we see in AWA. You know, Bad Mother, uh, Redemption, uh, you, uh, um, uh, your Trojan, uh, Hit Me, right? You know, mm-hmm. Absolution, right? We just there's a lot of fucking badass, kick ass, Gr- you know, uh, Grendel, Kentucky, female characters. Uh, and we get that again here. So um, absolutely loved the storytelling, loved Lesko's art. You know, some of the characters, I mean, the three, you know, the three real main characters, you know, um, in this book, you know, is uh, Nessa. She really is the main character here. And she's what's known as a fae, which is sh- uh, short for fairy. Sure. Um, but uh, there, there's a lot more, you know, than meets the eye to her. And uh, you want to talk about vicious Right, this is a character that in one moment can look just you know sweet and innocent, and then the next purely demonic, um, and and out for blood and vicious, and she's fucking fantastic. Well, um, yeah. So her, you know, and, and people like her are outcasts or abused, um, but she's not a pushover, and she's she's on a mission, right? She has is is, is she wants to put an end. You know, because these snuff films, right, uh, this dark web shit really revolves around the torturing of Faze and these legends. Mm. And, you know, she she is trying to sort of, you know, she not sort of she wants to put an end to that and sort of, you know, allow she wants everyone to coexist. Right. And so that's really the backbone of the story there. Um, then you have Dirk, who is a hacker and a crackhead someone who Nessa befriends uh, in the first issue. And again, he's, you know, again, he's not a perfect character, but you empathize with him. You sympathize, you know, with him. And and he becomes, you know, a reluctant ally and then, you know, uh, you know, a close friend and, and someone who's really important. And, you know, um, he's, again, like Krauss, I think, out of all three of these characters, like there's something about the way he wrote this character in particular that that really like pulls you in, hmm. really pulls you in. Even though he's sort of like a, you know, the B character in this, you know, with the two with the A characters being Nessa and then the main antagonist, he just he was written really well, and and I enjoyed that. Um, and I love that. Great. Yeah, I love I was, when B character can suck you in. Yeah. Uh, phrasing i don't even know what how the phrasing is weird there i knew by your response you're like did nick say something (laughs) and if i did i don't care my mind's in the gutter 24 7 um and then i haven't even made a joke about the name of the title i you know what i mean i'm surprised that there wasn't anything there well you know trojan horses and 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 with uh you know their their meaning in the in the hacker community in the computer world not not the um well Anyways, mm. the third main character there is 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 Capo, and what's great about this character is you really don't know 
who this character is until you're you're really into the story. It's it's sort of like, you know, a name that is is whispered, not really said out loud for uh, you know fear, and you just know that he's he's the big bad. Uh, but when you finally get the reveal, and when you're finally introduced to him, like you you're already like just by what you see in the panels of what's going on right um you already loathe and detest him but then when you finally meet him and see what he's capable capable of you he just he is the most deplorable um loathsome character you could possibly imagine and his, his you know his, you know his arc and Ness's arc i think they're really yin and yang of each other which is great and and how it all comes together at the end you know was done just just perfectly um but like the final you know issue involving him and the chess you know the the, the chess match that goes back and forth in the way that kraus wrote it was just it's fucking epic like the the way this book ends is just you just go holy fuck that's that's, that's the only way i could describe it. you just go whoa um and it is it is one of one of my favorite AWA books. It was just, it was so well done, so well written. The characters are great. Um, it's fucked up, you know. Um, and it, it, again, it, it, there's some scenes that, you know, some panels there that might make you a bit squeamish, but just from a storytelling standpoint, from an art standpoint, just all together, you know, soup to nuts, nuts to bolts, start to finish, however you want to describe it. It is just from from page one to the last page of of issue four it's just i mean nicholas i could imagine you reading this in like 40 minutes half hour tops yeah just fucking flying through it like not wanting to put it down it's that good it sounds really good and and you know what i'm, I'm most interested by too is you know maybe this is because you know the book that i'm talking about i'm gonna have a lot of characters to touch on in some capacity but i feel like normally there's like i don't know three four that you you touch on maybe four five is maybe a better number because you have three in this one but you just you have such strong feelings and such strong like understanding of each of these three characters where maybe sometimes like we talk about the characters to let people know um and it's just i'm very interested by like how in like how intense your feelings are about each of these three well but the, you know, and, and there are some other characters in there sure. of course that you know that play a role you know but again i don't want to get into spoilers either right uh, and give things away but i i love that about a story when you know like here you're you know and and, and for the most part it's just the two right it's mm. it's 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 nessa uh, you know and dirk um uh, but then once you once you get introduced to to, to, to capo there but like I love that because it allows the story, like it allows the you know the, the story to really kind of you know um, move at a, at, a, at a great pace because you're not trying to keep track of you know different characters. Maybe there's a bunch of different subplots or anything like that. Like it's just boom. This is the story. It's short. It's sweet, um, and it takes you on an absolutely wild ride. You know, mm -hmm. from start to finish, and again, that's that's what AWA does. You know, you know, Archangel Eight. You know, Absolution. Um, um, what was um, not American not Ronin. black tape? Uh, American Roan, not black tape, but um, the other one there, Sacrament, right? Oh yeah, Sacrament, right? Yeah, great right? call. Like, you know, these books, they just like, boom, they just they tell such a great story. You know, and because they're only four or five issues long. You know they've they've got to they've got to keep them tight because if they don't if it's 
too convoluted or, or whatever, then you're you're like, well, you're gonna be very unsatisfied at the end. And I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think I've read an AWA book yet where I go, eh, fuck, mm-hmm. that didn't really do it for me. You know, what's funny is uh, Sacramento and Hit Me reminds me of a time, two books that are uh, interesting to have them side by side in a conversation. But uh, it's uh, it reminds me of a better time when you and I were willing to share AWA titles. And now it's just been, you know, Red Zone's <laughs> yeah. about as nice as it's going to get for us. Right, right, right. Oh, I want you to peep the um, the document, by the way, of books we've called Dibs on. Because uh-huh. I had a book that doesn't come out from AWA for another several weeks or so, uh, but I've already put dibs on it. We have talked. Is it the Ed Brisson book or is it the Ennis book? Because we talked about these already. Oh, maybe we did. Uh, it would be the Ed Brisson book. You took Brisson and I got Ennis. You gifted yeah, yeah, me yeah. Ennis, I believe is what it was, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, maybe. Let's see. Yeah. That's not, but you, it was Brisson, though? Well, I'm gonna name, I'm gonna name the title of the book because you, you called dibs me. on it, and I was like, oh. But then you sins of me, the Salton Sea. Yeah, that's the that's the Brisson book. I'm not okay. happy about it, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not okay. happy about it. But well, it was, now I now I feel less cool about fucking. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fucking forgot. Very God very sneaky, sir. You are. Yeah. Uh, God, what the hell is the guy's name in freaking Red Zone? Honestly, you're just like him. You're as sneaky as him. But <laughs> anyways. Uh, Randall Crane, thank you very much. There we go. All right, but Trojan. Uh, so the trade's coming out soon, so people are not going to have to wait on that. No, no, you, you uh, next week you you can read it, baby. Awesome. Uh, can't say the same for the book that I am talking about this week, which is Where Monsters Lie um, from Dark Horse Comics. It looks like the trade's not planned to come out until September, at least according to League of Comic Geeks. Um, of course, still keep your peepers popped, and we'll be letting you guys know if we see that pop up on our radar a little bit sooner. Um, this is written by Kyle Starks, who honestly, right now, like you talk about uh, how Daniel Krause is someone who's like must read stuff if he's putting something out. Kyle Starks has, has entered that that conversation for us as well because I hate this place is awesome. Uh, Peacemaker, the first issue that I called dibs on that one. Peacemaker tries hard. Excuse me, that that first issue was perfect. And then we get and then where monsters lie. As you guys know by now, if you've been listening for long enough, because uh, this started back in February, I called dibs on this. Honest to God, I called dibs on this after I saw the um, the credits page. That's how fucking good this thing is. I didn't see an actual page of this issue. Once I saw the credits, I'm like, I'm all, I'm in. I am all fucking in. I will get into that shortly. But it was, I knew, and it was that fucking good. It lived up to the hype from start to finish, and I need more of it. Artist is Peter Kowalski. Colors, Vladimir Popov, and then letters by Joshua Reed. So to this point, this is a four-issue series from Dark Horse. Again, started back in February. Um, This should go on more. It may end where it was. And if it does, I will be disappointed because this this series deserves to have more to it. At the same time, those four issues were absolutely kick-ass. And like, if we never hear from it again, like it'll always be one of the great indies, indie titles that like deserved more. And it was so fucking good. The synopsis. Haven't you always wondered what slasher monsters, the masked home invasion family, the mindless, unkillable monster, the serial killer trapped in the, in a doll, what they do for those couple of years in between their murder sprees. There's a Wilmhurst. They're, they're at Wilmhurst, a gated community in the middle of nowhere where they relax or try to until they get the call to go out and kill again. I mean, I don't know how you don't get sucked in off of that title alone. I think that when we saw this in the solicit, we were, we were interested too, if I'm not mistaken. 
I didn't even get a fucking chance, right? Because I remember uh, you sent me a text, you know, uh, books are, you know, books are up. So I hadn't even fucking like downloaded the books yet to be able to read before I get the dibs where monsters lie. I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I don't do that often. I really don't. Like, it, we, we'll call it in the solicit as like a dark throw. Maybe, hey, we'll, we'll be right about this. You know, we know with the creators, the concept sounds really good, whatever. Sometimes we're right, sometimes we're wrong. Uh, sometimes we forget that we called the dibs. But I saw this right away. So, so again, I, I need more of this series. It's, it's, it's very clear how much I like this. And honestly, Joe, if you don't read this this weekend, I'm going to be a little insulted. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's that fucking good. Um, so this it starts off with a few kids running from a house in search of, uh, a search of help after escaping the clutches of a madman. And then the help they find, it, they, they, they didn't get any fucking help. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> My God. And I, and I could talk about it like, like it's what happens, but I just want you to go, when you read this, Joe, I want you to enjoy it. But just all I need you to know is they don't really get that much help right after they escape this 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 crazy house now the characters and, and why i was sucked in from the credits page Be, and, and also i know some titles they might have the credits page you know f- after a few pages or something like that for for me at least for the review copies that we got it was main cover credits page i didn't see a single page of the story before i before i was like i know i want to read this i know i'm going to fucking love this and i know i'm going to want dibs because the main page, yeah. So we see all the the, um, the the credits for like Kyle, you know, friend of the show, Daniel Shaban is the editor on this series. All this stuff. But what's so cool is like this is like a part of the world. We so we have a it's a wanted sign, and it gives us all the main all the important characters from the Wilmhurst community. So it's wanted. These people are extremely dangerous. Use caution and consider armed. And then you also have another note. If you have any information regarding their whereabouts, please contact us ASAP. So, like, so like we're in the story. We're I'm sucked in right away, and I don't even have I don't have anything but the faces and names of a few of the key players from Wilmhurst. Who are these key players? So we got Zell, who's an old lady, basically in charge of the Wilmhurst community. There's Puzzle Man. Um, he's the guy that lets those kids end up escaping his place. And it's funny too, because some of these characters now I, I watch some horror stuff, but I am not like hashtag dork or, you know, Rossi who's been in it from, you know, the eighties. I fuck. I wasn't even born back then, but some of these, like the slasher films, not like my thing. Like I do, I did just, we just reviewed on change my mind. Um, the preacher's exorcist. I, that's kind of more my shit. So some of these characters, I still know, like I've seen some Jason movies, but anyways, you, you guys are going to know, like, if you like horror stuff, you're going to appreciate this. It's a puzzle, man. You can kind of figure out who they're going for there. Um, Frankie and Pearl, another one that you can figure out what they're going with with Frankie specifically because they are a married couple. And I use air quotes because Frankie is a ventriloquist doll. Yeah, so, out, fuck. Nope, good. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna, you, you, I, I don't know if you need to read this with the lights on or not. You might need to. I, I'm actually very curious if you feel that way when you read this because it's a like it's a blend of comedy and horror. And there's like, yeah, there's a couple of like, I don't want to say jump scares because I feel like comics give us me more like chilling moments than than jump scares necessarily when it comes to horror stuff. How, but, how's the art? Is the art style on the macabre side? 
Uh, I wouldn't say it's on the macabre side. No, okay. it's it's like it does a good job of, and I was gonna get that, but thank you for asking. It it's like got a grittiness to it. Um, and then like there is like because of some of the designs of the characters were is a little bit like like goofy and out there because you have Richard. It's just his name's Richard. He's a clown. Um, but he's like a freaky looking clown. Um, but he's not like a sink looking clown. Okay, I was about to say. Yeah, sink not- was my okay. Sink because obviously they they're just those are next level clowns, but he does look like like the the old whatever that old play is about that sad, sad clown. Oh, like, he's uh, Pal- um, yeah, Pagliacci. Pagliacci. Okay, yeah. So that, that, he looks kind of like that from my memory at least. Then we yeah. also have Fuckmaster, and um, you know I was trying to think about like you know as I was I was taking notes, I went back to the first issue and everything. I was like. What exactly is his deal in all this? He's he, honestly, he's just kind of a weird dude. Um, and it's funny because in the first issue too, we have one of the characters like they're having this uh, Wilmhurst meeting because of some stuff that transpired. And one of the characters is sitting next to Fuckmaster. And they're like, do I have to sit next to this guy every damn time? Like, cause he creeps me out. Like one of the other horror characters is bothered by him. And the character That's who's leading funny. the meeting is like, no, I tell you every time we don't have assigned seating. You don't have to sit next to him. <laughs> like it, so it, it, it that's that's Kyle Starks like he is so yeah. funny and he, and I love him like how he's like him with horror too because obviously with uh, where monsters lie we get that as well so it's it's a nice um he just he, he's in the zone right now and definitely someone we got to keep like looking at stuff and, and maybe got to try and get on the show at some point um then we have Pack Rat who at least from my memory a character who I, didn't leave as much of an impression but he does have the Hannibal Lecter looking mask then there's saint julian and when you talk about like comps to uh like horror characters that we know at least for me doesn't uh, doesn't ring a bell but his thing is he's kind of big into knives um seems to be one of the characters who's less like um insane i guess if that's if that's a fair way to put it um and then there's uh there, there are other characters who kind of enter a little bit later on but then there's also daniel dawson to round out the wanted page he is like a um, leatherhead Jason Michael Myers type. This big fucking like gigantic dude that's going to overpower you. And he's referred to as a shape. And I don't want to say more than what that means, but you'll hear about that in the first issue. And it's very interesting. And it turns into something that that um, is interesting. I, don't, I, I could use another word, but I'm not going to right now. Um, but Daniel Dawson rounds things out. Another member of the Wilmhurst community is Wyatt, um, who is, again, among the group, but not listed among the wanted. We have Linus, who is the one kid who successfully escapes that house uh, that we see some kids escaping from in the first uh, few pages, like the first page of the first issue. And then there's Special Agent Connor Hayes, who has been hunting some of these maniacs for a long time. There's more about him in the synopsis. But you don't need to know more than this guy's been interested in these these individuals for a long time. And also, like, we know about Wilmhurst going in, but no one in this world knows what the fuck Wilmhurst is other than the people that live there. So it is a very well-kept secret in all this. Um, so and if look, if, I know our listeners are all comic book readers. Um, but if you like horror – so if you like horror comics – absolutely check this out because this is a great if you have an understanding of like horror movies and stuff like that which i assume you would it's it's funny like it's a good spin on this stuff it's a good you know poking at it but it's a like the person 
Kyle writing this, I got to imagine he appreciates these horror movies in some capacity because he has a good feel for them. If you know someone who likes horror movies, has an appreciation for the slashers and stuff like that, but maybe doesn't read comics, this is absolutely a comic to hand them, especially when the trade comes out and say, check this out. You are going to be into this. This is up your alley. Um, I know you don't like comics, but it's funny and it, it, it plays off this well. I would love to see this turn into a show. It, like, There's only four issues, but I feel like that's the kind of potential that is there for this. Um, could it be turned into a movie? Absolutely. But I feel like things would be maybe a little rushed. Um, but again, it's only four issues, so there's a lot of room. Um, again, I, I could this could go longer. I hope it does. I'll be a little pissed, honestly, if it doesn't. So everybody else pick up these issues that if they're lingering out there or, you know, find a way to get the trade. But, um, but yeah, where monsters lie, Joe, absolutely a must read series. That, that, that sounds fantastic. And it sounds like it'd be a great TV show. Cause you could really uh, let your imagination run wild. You know, each season could revolve around, you know, or each episode, different sure. kids trying to escape. And then you get into the nitty gritty of the of some of these characters lives. But in that, the end, man, I'm like, it's again, it can end right there. But there's just a whole nother fucking ball of wax that's opened up at the end of the the, the uh, fourth issue. Yeah, so I got to I got to read this because I, I, I forgot what it was about. And then you called dibs. And then so I just. Ugh. didn't didn't look into it you know didn't dig any deeper but this this Heart sounds man. right up my alley oh god it, it it really is it's and i think it's something i honest again if you if you know anybody that likes horror in any capacity recommend where monsters like you don't even need to read it like i am that confident that they are going to like this love that love that all, all right, right nicholas yeah <laughs> so with uh, with our trades now we some bonus material here you know i uh you know i went through you know all, all of the books that we have talked about, you know, on the show that, that Nicholas has talked about on the show. Um, and I've, I've picked out seven, you know, uh, previously that I've, that, that I've enjoyed. And so yeah. I'm going through the list here and I'm, I'm looking at them. I go, Oh yes, that's, that's the book I I've got to read. Hmm. Do you have any guesses, Nicholas, before I, I reveal which book I chose? Okay, I have two. There's a third one that's kind of crept in my mind now. I will say that the two the books that I have that are on my radar are because you do this normally. You usually pick from the last ten that I talked about. Is that where you picked yours from? I'm not saying anything. Well, because that's because otherwise I don't have a guess for you. Is what I'm trying to say. I'll save the people time. No, just just guess. Make a guess. All right, so. fine. So the one book that you wanted from the last ten that you really wanted to read and I kind of stole right out from under you is Alice Ever After. By Dan mm -hmm. Panosian. Is okay. that it? That is not it. Yeah, I could tell right from your initial reaction. Then there's two more. Again, I'm picking from this, uh, this the last 10. Uh, there's one. I, I'm i really curious. I, I got to go with this one. Is it Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow? It is not, yeah. my friend. Is it Nemesis? It is not, my friend. Oh, what is it then? Oh, come on. Where's the background? Oh, oh no. Epic, epic oh. fail. Epic fail. Oh, what is it? No. Bop, bop, bop. Making, making oh, everyone. He can just tell us, but he wants the background so bad. This isn't awkward at all. And this is yeah, great Oh, yes. Holy shit. Wow. Prize, baby. Great, great pick. Great this, pick. So I'm, I'm reading this book. And so I'm scrolling through the list and I go, yo, I, I, yes, I've been dying to read this book. And it's been six months since we've done a trade, right? So we had a lot, lot going on. 
you know, holiday specials. I mean, a shit ton of Friarside chats, you know. Um, so, like, I kind of forgot about this book, and I'm scrolling through the list, and I go, yes, I got to read it. And, Nicholas, this <laughs> this is as close to a perfect comic book as as I can recommend. This was fucking excellent. So um, the book that I chose, King of Spies from Image Comics, written by Mark Millar, art uh, by Matteo Scalera, oh. with colors by uh, Giovanni Nero and letters by Clem Robbins. Um, synopsis. The world's greatest secret agent has six months to live. Does he die quietly in a hospital bed or does he make up for a lifetime of bad decisions? He, uh, he's been propping up uh, an unfair system for over 40 years. Now he knows where all the bodies are buried and has nothing to lose, nothing to lose when he turns his guns on everyone who has ever made a buck creating the mess we're in right now. This book, I mean, think John Wick, but if the main character is a fucking prick. Yep. <laughs> uh, um, and. It, this was this was excellent. This, yeah. I mean, we talk about pacing. We talk about you know, you know, putting your foot on the gas from the very first fucking page uh, to the very last. Uh, excellent, 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 excellent. You know, we, we've we've um, uh, the, the, you, you've got a main character who you absolutely he's not a good guy. No, <laughs> you know? he's not at all. He's not a good guy. Slick back hair. White yeah. pants, all real, real snakes, <laughs> slopping them up. Yep. Um, and what what I love about you know is you know this especially the first issue is you, you know you 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 see a lot of this character you know in the past you know and he's a fucking badass. Um, but he's a he's a you know he's you know essentially he's an assassin spy for the British government and he's really fucking good at his job. And when you see him in the past, you see him going in, and, and he is very methodical and very good at taking out his targets. Um, and Mateo Scalera's art is great here because I wouldn't necessarily like vicious isn't the word. Like when I say vicious, I'm I'm speaking of someone like a Jason Sean Alexander, um, or um, uh, as I just talked about with, uh, with with Trojan there, uh, you know Marco you know, Lesko, uh, yeah, Lacey. Um, and, uh, and Lacey. Uh, right. was it um Javi Fernandez can be Javier Fernandez, right? Exactly. Uh, but it's I would say like there's some grizz there's some grizzliness here, right? Yeah. Uh, because it's it's very much got that comic book feel to it, you know. Um and and so you know, the art like isn't like like it's violent, but it isn't hyper realistic, you know, like we get with some of those other artists we we just mentioned there, but it's so fucking good. He's he the, the 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 Colombian assassins, the brother and sister that he takes out uh, in the beginning, and then uh, bro, <laughs> yeah. that those two, I like. Oh one of, them, one of them is a cover, and I'm just like, I want their story. Like, yeah, I, you I can write a whole that. story just on them, but yep. like, it's just it's so outlandish, but it's so it's so fucking good, and then you know we get to the present day, and 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 we see he's. he's He's a prick in the past. He's a prick in the future. And but when he finds out, um, you know that he's that he's only got six months to live, and that he wants to atone for his sins, man, it is just a nonstop fucking thrill ride. And what's great about you know, again, it's only four issues, um, but 
what you get from each issue is you you get him you know methodically taking out the targets but you also kind of keep getting these flashbacks you know of him younger you know you see why you know uh he he was not a good husband he's not a good father but he's a really good fucking assassin but he gets he was he was paid and his job was to you know, protect those, uh, you know, that were in power, whether they, whether they be in British government or they be, uh, you know, Hollywood types or political figures, you know, um, he covers up their shit, um, while at the same time taking out the targets that were not in the best interests of, of the British government. And he has this, this sort of, you know, this, this realization, he goes, you know, fuck you know, I was a bad husband. I was a shitty father. Um, and I covered up a lot of bad shit. So like when, when the synopsis says, you know, he knows where the bodies are buried, he's going after those fucking bodies. And each one is better and more grisly than the one that precedes it. And there's a great cat and mouse, you know, chase that goes on here. And the way that Millar, you know, writes these characters, how he takes a character who you're not, who's not, you're not empathetic for, and you're not sympathetic for, um, you, he, he's able to flip that script. And by yeah. the end, in the way he wraps this story up, it was just, this is a book. You just talked about it with where monsters lie. Like this, like I would recommend this book to anybody and everybody. This is, this is, this is another book that I would recommend everyone read. You're a comic yeah. book fan. You're not, this is, it's just so fucking good. It's so well written. It's paced perfectly. It's 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 you know. It's just this is what indie comics are about, man. You get mm-hmm. these great stories uh, that you know DC and Marvel just can't do. Yeah. Uh, you know, and but Image can, Image will. You know, yeah. and uh, it's just I I finish this and I go fuck. That was. That was a damn near perfect comic book. It's so good. It's so good. And, and like where we're talking about with Mon- where Monsters Live, where I want it to be longer. King of Spies, like you probably could do some other stuff in that world. But other than hearing about the brother and sister, I'm all set. Like, like yeah. this, this is what we're supposed to be. It's perfectly done. And I hope you like I, I'm I'm so glad that you read it. And I am so glad that you liked it. By the way, for anybody who's curious, this was mainline issue 60. This is a while back. Um, but uh, when I talked about this one, so it was two trades ago, technically, uh, which is may have been, may as well have been 15 years ago. But <laughs> I, I said at the time, like this for the first issue, when I, when I read the first issue, this is like a, a perfect first issue. And mm-hmm. I still stand by that. This is one of the best first issues that I've ever read. Did you get a similar feeling? Oh yeah. I, I, I read it. And I, again, this is, a, I, I read this book like, like, yeah, that, of course. You know? And um, sounds about right. It was just it, it 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 does everything that you wanted to do. It introduces characters, it sets up the story, and then it you know it you you talk about propulsion you you and, and getting its hooks into you and making you want to read the second issue. Right, I, boom! I just I read the first one, I read the second one, I read the third one, I read the fourth one. Didn't fucking take a second to breathe, get up off the chair or anything. I just fucking flew right through it, and we just go fuck. That was. It was a really good fucking comic book. I'm so glad to hear that. So everybody, go check out King of Spies because it's really, really fucking good. Now it is my turn, Joe. Do you have a guess for what book I'm talking about today? Well, I know, um, I know it's not the clear because you know you you know you've already sort of been talking about that. And um, fair. Uh, I would love nothing more than if it were um, uh, do a power bomb. <laughs> 
Um, but my first guest is going to be Absolution. It is not Absolution. That okay, so then, so then my next guest is that Texas Blood. It's Grim. Uh, okay. Yep. Okay. <laughs> you told me that it was such a letdown. I was hoping you were okie me. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I was. So a little peek behind the curtain. I, I don't remember. I, oh, you know what happened? The trade paperback came out, or oh no, it's been out since January twenty fifth. But I guess it was at my shop randomly i don't think that was in january when i picked it up but i picked it up and i and i read it that weekend and i was like oh this is fucking awesome like and joe you said it like when you were reading it like this is a book that you should that I, that nick fryer should be reading this is definitely my kind of book couldn't yeah. have been more spot on uh, a quick read of the synopsis from the from the trade uh jessica harrow's untimely death is a mystery but her journey as one of many reapers in the afterlife is only has only began Join Jessica as she discovers her secrets of the beyond and finds out what happened to the Grim Reaper himself. And I have read the uh, second arc of this as well. So I'm through the first so to 10 issues. Um, yeah. I don't know if the 11th has come out yet, but either way, I, I have not read that. Uh, but quite a fuck you at the end of the second arc. Um, yeah. But the, the first one was, was very much like, like, obviously, we're getting to know Jessica, getting to know the world. And I love this concept like you talked about when you did it. I forget what a mainline episode you did it, Joe, but I think it was in the 70s. But I'll let you check that out. But where you talk about, like, all these different Reapers that, that are created or that, that have been established in the afterlife. And then you have, the obviously, Death, the one the one who's in charge, the one Grim Reaper. But it's so cool how we have, have all these different people and their own personalities and everything like that. And there's, like... We've only scratched the surface because there's so much more to learn. There's this big controversy that's going on with Jessica, with Adira. Um, I love Jessica's friends too. Um, but I, I'll tell you what, too. Adira, oh mom, yeah. they they ain't nothing dear about that woman. I'll yeah. tell you that right no, now. Holy no. shit. Eddie, um, all right. I love Eddie. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then there's another Reaper who I don't know if we see her at all in the first arc, but she's she becomes prominent in the second arc, and it's also like, oh wow, like you just you don't yeah, yeah you suspect one thing, then you think another, and then it's just like, nope, it's just uh, it's all fucking going sideways here. Um, and also I should have mentioned too the the writer on this is Stephanie Phillips, who I know you've been singing her praises recently, Joe. Um, we also have Flaviano Armentaro is the the artist. Uh, Rico Renzi is the colorist, and then the letterer is Tom Napolitano. And what a creative team! The the art in this series, my God, I love the sides that all oh. of these characters have. Oh, yeah, and I love how they all like a little piece that's kind of floating on it. But Flaviano's art is absolutely tremendous. Oh. I and, uh, I really wish that like for indie comics, Joe, that there was like. I know Todd McFarlane does it for Spawn, and I know we see some, like, you know, like Skybound had, like, for uh, Robert Kirkman, his own characters, they have action figures. But I would really love to see someone, like, dig into the indie comic space. I wish it was big enough for the market. I don't know if it is, but, like, I would love to see. I've, I've Obviously, we talk about the Massiverse. I would love to see some King of, like, King of Spies characters would be really cool. Um, but the, Jessica Harrow and some of her friends, they would be really cool to have with those sides. Well, especially too when she like goes into the, like Reaper mode, mm -hmm. right? And her oh. face like right becomes a skull, right? Like the art and the colors in this book are absolutely tremendous, and, yeah. and the storytelling is great. So yeah, issue ten ended the second arc, 
that was, uh, you know, uh, end of April. Issue 11, uh, according to League of Comic Geeks, doesn't drop until um, July 5th. Okay. Um, and then real quick, I believe the second trade um, drops on July 12th. Cool. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I just this was such a really great concept and such a great story. And I love the character. Great character work. Uh, the, the the arc, both the first arc and the second arc are great. Now, I will say like the second arc, like for me, like it, it took it, it like it wasn't at, like the first arc, like boom, like was a yep. rocket all the way through. The second one took a little bit, but then like bang, it ended on such a killer note. No pun intended. Yes, a hundred percent. The the ending of it was was outstanding. Um, I I can see that. I can see how it was like there was a little bit of of a lull because there's there's so much going on and some of the things are getting so heady. And also like when we talk about like, again, I just the, the tenth issue of course is the last one I read, but there's this big punch at the end. But there's also another big player who's introduced in issue 10 too. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, this guy's good. Like this guy seems a little unhinged, but also like some of the stuff he's saying, I'm like, I kind of get where he's coming from too. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's really interesting. It's really interesting characters, awesome concept. And the art is great too. And also for the lettering where we see a lot of singing mm. thrown in yes. the mix too. Yeah, right. With really. the lyrics of the songs kind of woven through. I love that. And I love, I love the family dynamic too, that we get. Yeah, you know, it's just, um, it's just this all around. Again, this is why we love, you know, indie books and and, and indie comics. This is, you know, these two stories, King of Spies and Grimm, couldn't be any more different from each mm-hmm. other. Uh, but they're both just like A plus books. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and this is why I love what we do because we get to, we get a chance to reflect on the books that we recommend each other. We have each other's back because if I can't go and read a series, you're reading it, or maybe it's one I wasn't interested in, which is how the show started. You go and check it out, and then I'm like, oh, Grim is honestly like it, it is absolutely up my alley. But I could see how that's a book where I got so much else that I'm reading could have just slipped past yeah. me. Yeah, like, yeah, a hundred percent. No, well, right, you can't read everything, can't watch everything, right? Yep. Um, but this is this is sort of why the boom rule was first put in place, right? Sure. And uh, you know, so but it, it as we've as we've done the show over the past couple of years now, like it's just not boom. It's we started to put Dark Horse on the list. AWA is yeah. on that list. I mean, uh, we've always been big fans of Image. You know, mm-hmm. Image puts out a lot more you know number ones you know in a given week than some of these other studios you know sure. publishers do. I should say. Um, so I think we pick and choose a little bit more, you know, mm-hmm. with image and definitely pick and choose with Marvel and DC. But like, yeah. I would say, you know, AWA and boom studios without a doubt. And dark horse has been creeping up that list, you know, vault vault's been doing a lot of really great stuff lately too. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been excellent Two two absolute, uh, bangers of books. I'm just glad you're not talking about Vault and getting into your Scottish accent again because I really just hope John Lee's will come back on the show. He called it dodgy. Yeah, he did. <laughs> it was yeah. tremendous. What are you talking about? I'm a regular old Scrooge McDuck over here. Uh, as a reminder for everybody, as much as we appreciate those who watch us, whether it's on our YouTube channel, Doc's Twitch page, or over on Twitter, always want to make sure you're subscribed to one of our audio channels because you never know what can pop up over there. Make sure you leave a rating in review and that rating, make sure it's five stars or whatever the best rate, rating scale is um, wherever you listen to podcasts. But until next week, Joe, stay sexy. 
You know it. Like Nick's just like, I'm out. All right, we're yeah. done.